and welcome to Good Film Hunting, the podcast where two sisters living in different parts of the country talk about favorite childhood movies, but today we're actually going to be talking about a current movie that we both enjoyed. Um, we have a very special guest today, and I'm going to let Eleanor introduce her, so Eleanor, go ahead. So our guest today is Maggie Steinhauer, who resides in Los Angeles as an independent film scholar, <laughs> and I'm going to let her share a little bit about her interests, which are very tied into this idea of convergence, convergence culture, of which we are a part. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Um, so I'm Maggie. I am recently independent and hopefully will be um, less independent. Less independent, yeah. Um, hopefully I'll get back into um, PhD school. It should be fun. Um, and I really like television and movies, obviously. And I'm uh, killing it on the intro. Excellent. Right. I like it. Okay. So, Annie, tell us why. So, La La Land was important for you as a choice. How about, like, we had you provide a little bit of a synopsis? Me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I wouldn't be good at the synopsis. Mine would be biased. Okay. So, I really liked La La Land. I'm just going to say. I know, but I'm going to start <laughs> there. That is an opinion. I know. I teach, Eleanor. I teach. Um,. So I, in the movie, La La Land, there's a girl, Mia, who is a wannabe actress living in L.A., and then she has a couple run-ins with this jazz player um, whose name is Sebastian. Wow, and you know it very well. Yeah, I've gotten real into it. So um, they run into each other several times, and then it's their love story, and then I'm not going to give away the ending, but it does show them... You know, what happens, what, what the, the course of their love story, and then how it ends. So, and I thought in a really beautiful way. Um, so, yeah, that's a synopsis. But we didn't start with how we usually start. Well, I, I wanted to, like, kind of give a little preview because we are talking about La La Land, not only because it's a contemporary film, but because we viewed it as kind of also a way to talk about Singing in the Rain and the legacy of Debbie Reynolds. We've already talked about a Debbie Reynolds movie on the podcast, a role for which she was nominated. Oh, well, cool. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad I, I was like, she looks familiar. <laughs> I was like, did I? Mind you, here's my problem. I hate anyone, um, anyone like quasi famous. I'm like, oh, that looks like one of my former students. It's never the case. Um, no. <laughs> never the case. So, anyway, we're back in the action. Um, so, Exactly like Whole30, because I think Whole30 is like a major kids movie, so like Barney 
restaurants is like my favorite grocery store. So that's something that made me happy. So um, other things that made me happy continuing is 20th Century Women. I love being this one because I actually have a podcast. But 20th Century Women is without a doubt one of my newest foundational life movies. And I think everyone should see it because Annette Benning is a gem. And it made me like Elle Fanning for the first time in my life. She's so much better than Dakota. Oh Isn't God. it incredible? Yes. How? At first I was like, she's the little sister. I'm not supposed to like her, but she's so good. She's so good on her own. Just fantastic in it. Even every, even I know people are like hitting this with Greta Gerwig. I've always loved her. Will always love her. I like Miss America. Was that or Maggie? What was that movie called? Maggie or something? Yeah, it was called Maggie. I still like. I am like. I I am a Francis Ford apologist. I know a lot of people hate it. I I really love it. I love Greta Gerwig. Um, I think the entire movie is fantastic. Billy Cooper in it is amazing. Everyone's amazing. Go! I have been listening to the score for 20th Century Women over and over and over. There's like five songs just on a loop. It's fantastic. And it makes me really sad that it might not get into Santa Barbara because then I want to go even more. Because it's set in Santa Barbara. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Go see it. Wow. Okay. Um, cool. So... song Annie sent me called Queen Elizabeth by I don't know who sings it but it's like kind of a teen pop song with um, a like Caribbean beat underneath it which is great yeah yeah Yeah. okay cool um something that I'm really enjoying just this morning weirdly is um I'm really enjoying Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown. I have never watched it before, and one of the parents at school yesterday recommended it. So I, like, started watching it this morning, and I watched an episode on Myanmar, and I'm watching one right now on K-Town in L.A., and I'm learning a ton, so kind of a big fan. And it makes me... Yes, yes, without having to leave the house. So, should we dive into La La Land? Yes. I need to make one minor correction. It's not Oliver Twitter, it's Connor. It's Connor, not Oliver. Okay. Um, okay, so with La La Land, I, I'm going to side more on the side of Annie, which I enjoyed it for several reasons, in that though most films historically have been made in Los Angeles, I feel as if they've always kind of glorified elsewhere, particularly New York. So what I enjoyed about this movie is they treated New York, they treated Los Angeles as if it were kind of New York historically musical films. And I was talking to this about this movie with my mom on the phone yesterday, and she was like, oh, it's like such a Los Angeles story about like being an actor, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, that's part of it. But it's also, I would say, a very millennial story in terms of about the, the struggles growing up. So recognizing that like what you want, regardless of your talent, regardless of how hard you work, you might not get it. And what does that mean? If you are to get it, like what do you lose along the way? Hmm. But Maggie has lots of different ideas, so I'm going to hand this over to you and you're going to go pray. So I would be the voice of dissent because I really did not enjoy La La Land um, at all. There were, I will say I loved the ending, that whole sequence. Like, it, it, it didn't save it for me, but it was enough that I liked 
said in theory. Part of me doesn't. I don't think they knew that's what they were doing. Like, it's just, oh yeah, Damien Chazelle. Yeah. Has no idea what he's doing ever. Yes. <laughs> like, so I felt like by liking it, honestly, it felt like it was giving it more credibility to be something that it didn't realize it was. And my favorite quote throughout the movie was. Mm-hmm. I do. I remember that part. gosh but that's so I have to say that that's what I kind of loved about it I loved that it was like fake and fanciful yeah and like and not LA like it was LA but it was I don't know No, 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 go for it. Right. So I 
Well, okay, so it's funny to me that both of you guys, like, I don't know, you guys, you guys both have studied film, so maybe you read into this more than I do, but I literally just left, and the reason that I really liked this movie was I just left this movie happy, and not only that, like, so did my parents, like, my dad, I sat next to my dad for this movie, and we were in the second row, and like, Eleanor will know, Bob Huntington does not really like going to the movie theater anyway, like, he finds it he kind went, of... He went to the Paramount tour, and we asked him what movie he liked, he looked around, and he was like, <laughs> so that's my that's my father and so we got him to go to a movie and not only that he was sitting in the second row which he would like usually just like hate beyond hate um and there was a marquette basketball game on like there were so many reasons my dad shouldn't have liked this experience and he left and was just like yeah no that was pretty good it was enjoyable and and he kept saying that like the music was really good and i walked out of the movie theater and was like do 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 and I just, like, couldn't get the, the, you know, the main kind of melody of the whole movie out of my head. And it was just, I don't know, it was just fun. And I just, like, well, accepted I, it at that level. I think with Bob, we have to say, too, is that my dad loves things that he feels like he knows and is an expert in. True. He's in L.A. now twice. Oh, and so this is, like, story of his life. Yes. That, and if he can, like, recognize a place, he feels ownership over it. And so... It's fun for him because next time he sees someone and able to talk about La La Land and be like, yeah, and when I did this, I'll be able to point to his own experience, and that's very important to him. Right. Um, no, agreed. I, but, I but, finish. wait, sorry, can... Parents, well, I saw it with Sherry, and Sherry's first words as it ended were, that was bizarre. I mean, but there are bizarre like scenes because yeah. it's like the car scene where they float in the air, that and then the to do that one with Mora. Like, we need to, like... Because they made it, so. Wait, Eleanor. It's like halfway through our podcast, so we must pause and we must be radically honest. Yes. Okay. Who's gonna start with their radical honesty? I can start. Yeah, 
Okay, so I'm going to be radically honest, and this week I have truly enjoyed being um, a mean teacher to one of my students, and that sounds bad. I think it's going to be for the best, but so Eleanor knows the story. One of, one of my students is, um, he just like can't see anything good about the world. Like everything is bad. So he complains all the time. And on Thursday, I just lost it on him. I was just like, you cannot make these noises and like throw your hands up when I ask you to do a worksheet. Like this isn't going to work anymore. So I literally had to be like, you have to leave the room. I will talk to you in a minute. I cannot talk to you right now because I'm too angry. And I just like pushed him out the room. Um, but then I came up with this thing where every time he complains, I like write it down and then he has to come in and during recess, write the same number of, of positive things down. So yesterday he, he complained 10 times in the morning. So he had to come in in recess and write 10 positive things. And he goes, there's nothing good about my life. And I was like, well, dude, this is your recess. You can either sit here with me and like you know, be upset because there's nothing positive, or you could just write 10 things down, like just go. So he did. And I'm going to save them and put them in a jar and give them to him at the end of the year. Beautiful. You're such an inspiring teacher. No, I'm ruining his life. He hates me. Yeah, but it's ruining for the positive. Um, Okay. So my moment of radical honesty, I'm somewhat worried that my ambition has gone to die. One song like Holy Ellie is a place where ambition goes to die, and I'm starting to believe that about myself. <laughs> what do you like, mean? Um, I feel like I accomplish less in a day than I once did, and I'm like willing to settle. <laughs> so maybe ambition has died. Yeah, who are you? I know. I know. I need. I shouldn't say I need a vacation because I literally just took a. That is true. <laughs> About ambition. No, that you just took ambition. Yeah, but I need, I guess I need a jump start. I'm starting a new job on Monday, so that's a jump start. And then ideally ambition will rise. Yeah. And not die. Yep, it will rise. It will rise. rise up. <laughs> I thought you were doing Honored Dave. <laughs> I do also, love that. that music video. It's pretty cute. I should watch it. It is really good. Oh, okay. I don't think it will have a long shelf life. I would agree with that. 
Uh, I would agree. I don't think I, hold up like our other movie musicals because that soundtrack is going nowhere. And I know that's harsh. But it's great driving not, music. Great driving music to Irish high, like, I countryside. So. But I feel like there are so many other musicals that, like, have staying power because, like, I have a film, I have an old version of um, the actual movie scene finale um, from The Laundry that, like, has the dialogue that has, like, Ewan McGregor's, like, breathless, heart-wrenching singing. Yes. I have that in, like, an MP3 version, and I still listen to it, even on comparative quality. And that movie is, what, like, approaching... 2001, so... Yeah, 15 years old. Yeah. I still listen to that, um, because it is a classic, and I cannot say I would do the same with all of it. And I almost did it with the John Legend song for a few days, but then we quickly petered out for it. Yeah, it's not long staying power. Even though I do love that first song, Another Day in the Sun. And I just, if anything lasts from that movie, I think it will be that opening scene. Because the complexity, the cinematography to make it look like a single shot, to have filmed it on an L.A. freeway multiple weekends in a row, um, the color, it also, like, it is so funny. And granted, in L.A. today, it's a little bit chilly and rainy, but compared to the rest of the country, like, our winters are a lot of sunshine. And it was such a funny opening sequence because you you see all these people, they're in dresses, and they're in cars, there's bright colors, there's sunshine, sunshine, and they're dancing, and then to have it open up a winter. Like, yeah. that was a really great moment of filmmaking. Like, I think it's technically La La Land may hold up in, like, I can see it in 15 years being on, like, intro to film, so like, as oh, examples yeah. comes out within the next five years and if we group with things that came out in the previous five years, I think it might become part of like a specific generation of filmmaking that we can then reference much later on. Mm. Um, but I, I think right now we're like too in it to see like what this moment actually is. Um, I think it might even become a part of like it, it certainly is not level four in any ways, but I can see it getting grouped in that path of of films for some reason. It yeah. just it seems to fit that like separated from society movement in a way. Yeah. Um, so for that reason I can see it sticking around, but I don't think it's like a narrative success. It's gonna be like a classic. It'll be, right. it'll be an ironic classic if it becomes one. Yes. Oh the ironic so, classics for the win. I I agree with the sense that it's it's not going to um it's not going to be, like, a classic. But at the same time, I was really excited by the fact that this is... I feel like the first real movie musical in a while that has used two very well-known actors um, and actresses and, like, done something fanciful with them. Like, what was the last one? Maybe. Wait, what is happening? Um, we have a surprise... <laughs> Not a surprise guest, a planned guest. <laughs> Who is our guest? Um, um you want <laughs> this? Oh, <laughs> we're all here. Hi. So, would you like to be on the podcast? Oh, surprise opinion. What did you get from the trailers? Hi. Hello. I don't know who you are. Uh, I'm Chris. Hi, Chris. I have not seen La La Land. Not, okay, uh, you should. I liked it. I, I should. Okay, the one recommendation I, or the one thing 
that I've heard was that it was not good. I enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'll, I'll be honest. The person who told me that, though, I'm not sure how I rank their opinion. <laughs> so, obviously, me, near stranger, trust mine. Okay. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, so, this is a podcast. <laughs> it is. I'm recording you right now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. What do you do with these podcasts? Have you not listened to any of them? I'm sorry. I have not. That's funny. No, we put them online. They, we actually just yesterday, we topped 1,700 listens. Wow. I know. Yeah, a lot of people listen to us, Chris. So you Hello should join. Hello, listening at home. <laughs> exactly. You're going to have a bunch of new fans after this. Awesome. So many new Great. fans. Well, thank you for including me in this. You're welcome. Everyone's welcome here at the Good Film Hunting Podcast. Oh, is that its name? Nice. Yeah, yeah. Huntington, hunting, you know. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> the wordplay is really not that hard, so it's fair, fair. Yep, yeah, I caught on right away. Excellent. Okay, wait, so is Eleanor still there? Um, no. Where'd she go? She's gone. <laughs> okay, well, so you haven't seen La La Land. What did you think of the trailer? I have not even seen a trailer for it. What? Okay, so, well, I don't, okay, so it's getting. Give, give me the, like, you know, the 30-second rundown. Okay, okay. So, in this movie, there's Emma Stone's character, whose name is Mia, and then Ryan Gosling's character, whose name is Sebastian, shortened Seb. Mia is an aspiring actress, and Sebastian is an aspiring jazz musician, but he is a jazz musician, but he's kind of a struggling jazz musician, and okay. he wants yeah, to yeah. open up his own jazz club in L.A. So, ah, I don't know. They fall in love, as, the, you know, people do, and they fall in love in, like, beautiful, kind of iconic L.A. places. So a lot of it, have, it happens at Griffith Park, um, particularly the observatory and then the planetarium there. Um, now, I hope, will it, will it spoil everyone if you tell me? Does he start that jazz club? He does. He does start the jazz club. And that's kind of where they reunite years later because she... Should I just give it away or not? Should I hold it? Well, I don't care, but I don't know the listeners. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. I won't tell you what happens, but it is really good. Okay. And if you're looking for, like, new date spots in L.A., yeah. watch this movie because there's, like, it's really romantic and there's really beautiful scenes and it's like griffith park is now the most romantic place in la to me it's just like okay. everyone should go there so now i have to decide do i watch it with my girlfriend or watch it without her so that she doesn't know my right list of spots to i would her. say without and then just like <laughs> surprise her you know like Not later sure. on yeah. or or plan the whole day and like go and see the movie in the afternoon and then have oh. like recreate the date at night no 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 reverse reverse do the whole movie dates and then take her to see the movie and she'd be like oh my god that's the day we just <laughs> so day. good i'm so glad i could help you plan this i hope you guys have a really great day <laughs> thank you uh eleanor's back now I'm gonna oh good off. good nice to meet you <laughs> nice meeting you where did you go all right where did you go I had to go to the bathroom. You know me. I'm the bladder of a child. Um, this is my problem with having tea in the morning. 
Well, we're going to have a very funny, like, mini segment with just, like, Chris and I talking. <laughs> we were talking, Maggie and I were talking about how, how this segment, I think we should introduce, like, the person you didn't expect who hasn't seen the film. <laughs> well, I can just, like, give good date ideas to everyone then. And the romance doctor. We can call you that, and the romance Except I can't do it in my own life, so that's fine. I teach. You're teaching all, Annie. All right, so let's wrap it up with being like, where would you, if you could be anywhere in the world right now, where would you be and why? Okay, who's going to go first? I can. I'm going to say Zimbabwe because I got an email from our cousin who lives there with his wife and kids. Right. just watched Anthony Bourdain's episode. Okay, that's awesome. Burma's cool. It's Myanmar, Eleanor. Burma is, you know, the colonizer's <laughs> word. Or the word that some of them choose, Annie. Whatever. It's also run by dictators. Do your math. And by math, I mean history. Okay, um, whatever, weirdo. Alright, and on that note, you can find us online. <laughs> yes, Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Have fun hiking. <laughs> Bye.